Do you want to lose weight but struggle to stay committed to a meal plan because you constantly feel hungry? Does food provide you comfort when you are bored, angry, lonely, or sad? If so, you are in the right place. My name is Kristen Jones, and I'm a life coach specializing in emotional eating and weight loss, and I'm also a lifelong emotional eater. I want to provide you with information, motivation, and support so you too can learn to manage your issues with food and develop a healthy relationship with yourself. Welcome to the Breakthrough Emotional Eating Podcast. Welcome to the Breakthrough Emotional Eating Podcast. My name is Kristen Jones, and thank you so much for joining me this week. Oh, this week, it is it happens to be January 1st today on the day of this recording. So whenever you're listening to this, I think this is always going to be applicable. But today, what we're going to talk about on the podcast is how not to start the new year. Oh, interesting. I would choose to do that. So how not to start the new year and how to make your year successful. So we're going to talk about all the things that you don't want to do when you look towards this start of this new year. And, and then I'm going to give you some things that you can do in order to make the new year, the year successful for you um, in all things that you do. So um, I'm recording this podcast live in the Breakthrough Emotional Eating community. So thank you all for those of you who are watching live in the group. Love having you here. Thank you so much for joining me. And if you're not a member, if you're listening to this on the podcast and you're not a member of the Breakthrough Emotional Eating community on Facebook. Oh my goodness. You so want to come join us because we are having some kind of fun over here. So you definitely want to jump in. So please go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash food breakthrough. And honestly, come and be a part of what I would consider. And I'm just a little bit biased, but I'm not ashamed to say that, um, that it is, you would be part of one of the most supportive and encouraging and fun groups on Facebook. We are all about supporting each other as we move through and work through our issues with emotional eating, getting in touch with our feelings, understanding and learning why we do what we do with food and how really it doesn't have anything to do with food, but it has to do with things that are a whole lot deeper than that. And we really try to look into those things and really address those. And again, do that through the support of a group and, and are really there for each other. So again, if you're not a part of the group, you want to be here. So come join us. Again, www.facebook.com slash groups slash food breakthrough. Now I have had a whole lot of new members join the group since I um, did my last podcast. So welcome to all of the new members who are here right now, who are here live on the, on the broadcast, but also who are listening to this um, in replay. Thank you so much for being here. Love having you here. Love having all of my members, um, whether you've been here from day one or whether you've been here in the last, oh, I don't know, five hours really, really happy that you're here. So one of the things that I always like to do on the podcast is I like to do a, a client or a member shout out. And actually what I'm going to do is I'm going to do something totally different today. And I'm going to do a group of members shout out. And the group of members that I am going to shout out today are going to be the members of the group that participated in the five-day Get Control of Your Emotional Eating three-day program amazing group, amazing group. And I don't want to miss anybody. And I don't want to, I know there were people who were doing it who weren't necessarily active in the group, but I definitely do not want to, I don't, I don't want to necessarily mention names only because I don't want to miss anybody, but 
you know who you were, you know who you are, who you are in the group that were participating and that were doing what you needed to do. And amazing, amazing results that we had in the group. So super, super proud of all of you who were doing that. Again, those of you who are continuing on with that and you're continuing to work and do your meal plans and do your daily activities and really, really tapping into the power and support of the group. I absolutely commend you. I, I just applaud you. You guys are amazing. So thank you. Thank you so much for doing that and really setting an example for other people as they come into the group and really setting the example for what we do in this group. And we are proactive. We actually you know, make things happen. We take action and we change our lives. So again, thank you so much for those of you who were actively involved in that, in that challenge. So much fun. And I just love doing it. So on to today's topic. So today, what we are going to talk about is again, the ways, the, the things, I have six things, six ways to not start your new year for a successful year. Okay. So six things not to do at the beginning of the year. Number one, live in the past. It doesn't do any good, y'all. Living in the past. Okay, we all know. Actually, I'm not going to say we all know because I am not, I'm a perfect example. This is going to not, this is going to go against everything that has happened to me in the last 12 months. So many people want to bash, and I know some of you are going to put your heads down and be like, that's me. But so many people want to bash 2020 as this awful, horrific year. And I know I am not going to downplay the enormity of the things that happened this year. There were just a number of things. It was like, we were uh, a prize fighter in a boxing match and we just kept getting hit with one thing after the other, after the other. And just when we thought things were going to get better up, here comes something else up. Here comes another crisis. Well, I have to tell you that if we continue to live in the past and if we continue to bash 2020, we are only destined to bring more of those things up because our thoughts, whatever we think, we attract to ourselves. So if we are thinking how horrible 2020 was and all the awful things, and we keep reliving those in our heads, y'all, don't you think those things are going to keep happening? Absolutely. So we have got to, we as a collective whole, and also you as an individual, you absolutely have to embrace and really take hold of what were some of the good things that happened. There, there, I cannot even possibly imagine that they, there wasn't something good, something, something good that happened in 2020. So, because again, if we continually live in this, woe is me, this is horrible. Oh my gosh, all these horrible things happened. If we keep thinking that way, all those things are going to just come. Because remember, those of you who know, remember what the secret is, what you think about, you attract, you bring back to your life. So if we are thinking all of the horrible things that happened, a variety of horrible things are going to come back to us. So let's try and think about what positive, what is one positive thing that happened. I had truthfully, a number of amazing things happen in 2020. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So what I want you to do right now, if you're in, in the group, if you're watching this live in the group, I want you to think what's one really amazing thing that happened to you in 2020 that frankly could change your, has changed your life or could, or could be in the future changing your life as you're moving forward. So I want you to think about what's one thing and please put it in the comments. Okay. Cause we'll be revisiting those after the podcast is done. For me, 2020 
has been a year for me to slow down because I was not going to slow down unless a pandemic happened. I, when I, when we, when the pandemic struck in, in here in California, it was on March 16th and it was nighttime, 10 PM night, March 16th. And at that time I was teaching, oh my goodness. I was teaching, I think 12 classes, 12 fitness classes a week. I was uh, working for my business coach as a coach to other coaches. I was running my Facebook group. I had a full schedule of clients and I had zero time for myself to do anything that was in any way for me. And I was just getting ready to, oh, I don't know, start a, a one-year life coaching program. I didn't even know how I was ever going to find time to do that. And then along came the pandemic and it forced me, one, to be home, forced me to be very insightful and be very introspective, but it allowed me the time to be able to commit not only to my business, but also to the other job that I have coaching coaches and then give my full attention or the rest of my attention that I had to my life coaching uh, program that I was in. I, I, there's no way I could have done that. There is absolutely no way I could have done that if the pandemic hadn't happened. I would not have been able to do those things. I would not have been able to focus on my family, focus on my parents and keeping my parents safe and being able to, you know, be safe myself and allow myself to be able to go visit them because I didn't see anybody. And so I, I felt okay being able to go and help them and help my sister who, who lives with them and, and all of us to be able to really spend time together, not so much doing a lot of stuff, but just being together. And so for me, that was incredibly powerful. And it's just made this year something really special because I've been able to really take the time to really value and, and, and love and cherish my family and, and be able to maintain those connections, which ordinarily I wouldn't be able to, because I'd be going in 50,000 directions. So that was amazing. So again, please drop in the comments. If you're watching um, in the Facebook group, drop in the comments. What's one amazing thing that's happened for you this year. Um, so we always have to look at the positive always. Um, so second thing, Second thing not to do, oh gosh, don't make a resolution. No, don't do it. Don't make a resolution because a resolution represents huge change. Oh my gosh, January 1st comes, we're going to totally change everything. For those of you who are in this group and you've been in this group for a while, and if you're new, I'm just going to fill you in on a little thing, something that our brain likes to do. Our brain does not like big change. It absolutely will fight you tooth and nail. If you start making drastic, dramatic changes, your body and your brain is just going to go, uh-uh, we're not doing that because your brain sees big change as danger, as a threat to your, your um, survival, and it will stop you in your tracks. So we have to move away from these big, huge changes. And we have to start looking at little baby steps, micro changes, little tiny things that we can do every day, little tiny things that just build up over time. 
Okay. That's what we have to start. We have to start doing that because if we keep doing this big dramatic changes, what gets, what, what do we get? We get a big dramatic fail. And, and I am, I am all for failure, failure. I know it sounds strange, but I am all for failure because failure means we're trying. Failure means we're trying and a failure doesn't mean you quit totally different. Okay. Quitting is giving up on yourself. Failing is just trying something and it doesn't work. And so we try something different. That is quitting is totally different. Quitting is when you give up on yourself. We don't give up on ourselves in my Facebook group, nor anyone that I hang out with. We don't, we don't give up. We keep going. We keep trying. We never quit. We fail a ton. We fail an absolute ton, but you know what? We learn from those failures and then we move on. So again, a resolution res represents short-term, represents um, a big lofty goal that, that probably is unrealistic. And it's usually because other people are doing it. It's not really because we want to do it. We sometimes have a tendency to look at it as a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Okay. We got to slow down. We are not trying to sprint. It's a marathon. We want to take our time. We want to be patient. And that's what we need to learn is patience. Um, next thing, next thing you don't want to do in this new year is you do not want to ignore obstacles. Okay. The one clear thing you can do is ignore obstacles to whatever it is that you're trying to do. If you're trying to reach a goal in our group, overcoming emotional eating, you know, losing weight, ignore the obstacles and you are already in trouble. We have to anticipate what is going to stop us. What is going to get in our way? If we don't anticipate the obstacles and then come up with a strategy as to how to overcome it, we are absolutely destining ourselves to not be able to reach that goal. We have to be able to anticipate obstacles know they're coming because that's the whole thing. When something comes out of left field, that's what throws us off. We have to anticipate. And you know, y'all know, you know, what's going to hold you up. If you're trying to eat right, you know, what's going to, what's going to, it's going to be an obstacle. It's going to be your cube mate, or it's going to be your neighbor coming over with some cookies or your neighbor saying, Hey, let's walk down to the store and let's get some ice cream. Or, you know, uh, your partner bringing home pizza because he loves you. And, and you're like, Oh no, that can't be happening. That's what we, we need to anticipate those things. And then we need to come up with a strategy. What are we going to do? How are we going to deal with that? How are we going to address that? Th those are the things we have to anticipate and give ourselves an opportunity to be able to overcome and to be able to come up with a strategy for what is going to work for us and, and make that obstacle like nothing, like it's nothing. We can totally overcome it. That's what we have to do. We have to find what those obstacles are, come up with a strategy and have those strategies in place and use them to get us through to our next milestone. All right. Number four, what's the fourth thing we need to do? We don't, we, sorry, what's the fourth thing we don't need to do? We don't need to wing it. <laughs> that is what we don't need to do. We do not need to wing it. If you have something that you want to work towards, you don't want to wing it. You want to have a plan. As I always like to say, and I cannot take credit for this saying, this comes from my business coach, Dave Smith, who's like my mentor. He's awesome. And what he says is what gets planned is what gets done. So you must, if you're going to try and accomplish something, 
you don't have a plan. We don't go in winging it. You don't get in the car and start your car and back it out of the driveway and just start driving and go, gosh, I hope I get to my destination. I wonder how that's going to work. No idea where I'm going. You know, it, it, it's like getting in the car and not knowing where you're going and then expecting yourself to get there. We have to have a plan. You have to make a plan for yourself. And that gives your brain direction. It gives you direction. It makes you feel empowered. And it makes you feel like you're in control of your life. And so oftentimes, so many of us feel so out of control in our lives that we need to take that control back. And that is by making a plan. So yeah, no, winging it doesn't make it, doesn't cut it. We don't want to do that. Um, as you all know, you always know, I always have notes. So here are my notes. Um, number five. Oh, number five. If you, how not to start the year by shaming and belittling yourself. That absolutely no one, no one accomplishes anything through guilt, through shame, through somebody feeling disappointed in them, through us feeling disappointed in ourselves. When we do that to ourselves or others do it to us, it does not make us any more successful. It does not make us want to work towards our goal. It does not make us want to improve as human beings. We have to be kind to ourselves. We have to be compassionate. We have to give ourselves grace more than anything else. And usually the person who is the hardest on you is the person that you look at in the mirror. And that absolutely goes for me too. So we have to start learning how to be kinder to ourselves, to be gentler, to be more compassionate and to give ourselves grace. We've got to do that. So when something happens, that maybe isn't what you planned, the negative self-talk and the berating and the horrible things that you say inside your own head, as well as sometimes verbally, they absolutely, that has to stop. We have to stop doing that because that is not helping anybody. It's not helping you. I, I say this all the time. We never make good decisions when we don't feel good about ourselves. When we are feeling low and we are feeling beaten down, we do not make good decisions. So usually what we do is when we, when we do that, we feel down, we feel beaten up, we say horrible things to ourselves. And what's going to make us feel good? Oh, I think, I think a pint of ice cream, that's going to make us feel good. That is not going to be the long-term plan. So we have to stop with the belittling and the shaming and making ourselves feel horrible. We have to uplift, tell ourselves we're okay. Tomorrow's another day another meal, another snack, whatever, but we have to, we have to be there for ourselves. We have to have our own back. So please don't start the year with that belittling behavior. You have to remember to become aware of it and to make sure that you're supporting yourself on that. And lastly, this is number six, and this is super, super important. The one thing you do, the one way you do not want to start the year off is going it alone. Okay. We have there are so many places that you can receive support. You can receive encouragement, motivation, accountability. This group is one of them, but it's really, really important that if we're trying to reach a goal, if we're trying to change our lives, we need to do it surrounded by people who love us, who care about us, and usually who are going through the same things that we are. We need to find our tribe. We need to find our group, our connection, and our community. 
And that's, and that's really one of the reasons, that's the main reason why I created this group was to create that sense of community. And for me not to know that I wasn't the only one who, who, you know, had this issue with emotional eating because I felt so alone for so long. And so, yeah, it's probably kind of selfish of me to start the group on that, but, but I really found that there were so many people who could connect with that and who could connect with what I had gone through and what I had been going through for most of my life. And so you have to reach out. You have to find that group, find that, that the connections with other people who are in the same boat as you and you support each other, you uplift each other, you, you are there, you're a cheerleader for each other. We have to do that. And, and, and in a lot of cases, that accountability piece cannot be undervalued. It is so important. And, and so, you know, when I talk about that, I talk about that because I, I, I know from my own experience, um, it wasn't until, I mean, I had been a teacher for many, many years. And when you're a teacher, it's really interesting. I know I have some teachers out there, but when you're a teacher, it, it's a, it can be, it's very easy to be very isolated because you run your own little country in your classroom. It's like, it's kind of cool. Um, you really don't have anybody, at least in my school, we never had anybody really micromanaging us. Um, you kind of had to do, you, you know, basically I had to do what my grade level wanted me to do, but, but I, I, and I did, and, and I didn't have any problem with that. They were awesome and I loved them. And, and we were always there just to support kids, but we, you know, in my classroom, I got to do whatever I wanted. I had my own classroom management system, which was pretty amazing. And I loved it. Um, but I got to do my own thing. And it was very, there were times, there were times, there were days that went by that I didn't see another teacher. If I was in my classroom working, I didn't communicate with another adult. I just communicated with my kids in the class. And it could be very isolating. And it wasn't until I decided to start my own business and I left teaching that I realized that I needed somebody to guide me. I needed a coach. I needed somebody to help me because I didn't really know what I was doing. And I knew that there were a lot of things that I needed help with. And so I, you know, found my coach and my mentor, Dave Smith, who's, who's still my coach and still my mentor to this day. Now he's my boss. And, you know, it, it, it was, it's been such an amazing blessing because I've surrounded myself with people who are achieving the same, you know, have the same, you know, the same goals and directions. And, but, but it's the, it was the, it was the, the camaraderie and the accountability and knowing that somebody cared about what I was doing and somebody wanted to know that I was doing what they had asked me to do and that I was, that I was working towards a goal. And that was really, really important. And it, it I had never had that before. And it was, it has been life-changing. And since then I have never been without a coach. Um, and now I have a personal, I have a personal coach. I have a life coach that I meet with every single week. And I value our time together every single week because it helps me process what I have going on in my life and process for me what's happening with me. And so again, that accountability, don't go it alone. You know, don't you, you know, some people are like, oh no, I'm a lone wolf. And that's, and that's okay in some areas, but, but we need support. Human beings are, are, you know, we're social beings and we need that. And so don't go it alone. Seek that help, seek that, 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 that community. And, uh, and really tap into it. So there you have it. So the six things that I don't want you to do at the start of the year, but what I do want you to do is I want you, I'm going to recap here. I want you to not live in the past, but think about all the good things that happened in 2020. I want you to 
not make a resolution, but just commit to making little tiny baby steps. Um, I want you to face obstacles, face the obstacles and come up with strategies that are going to work, that are going to allow you to overcome those obstacles. Have a plan, have a plan, please. It'll give you direction. It'll give your brain direction. It'll tell your brain what you want it to do, and it will listen to you. I want you to be kind to yourself. I want you to be nice. I want you to be sympathetic. I want you to be understanding of yourself. And remember that you are human and you are not perfect and no one is perfect. And we have to be truly who we are and love ourselves. And the last thing, you got to surround yourself with people that love you, that care about you, and that are reaching the same goal that you are. There's power in their strength and community. And we, you need that when you're working towards something because it's going to get hard. It's going to get challenging. And you need to have that support. I hope today's podcast and this live was helpful for you. And it was something that that was able to give you a little bit of perspective on the, the upcoming year and the things that you can do right now, moving yourself forward. Never drastic, never huge, just baby steps. We're all in this together. We're all just trying to get through, make the best life that we can, be the best human beings that we can. can, we can. And that's why I do what I do to try and help all of you, help myself as well, move forward. So again, thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. I appreciate it. And if you're in the Facebook group, stick around. I will be coming to join you guys in just a minute. So everybody have a great new year. This is the first day of many, many great days to come. All right. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more information on emotional eating and losing weight, please go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash food breakthrough and join the Breakthrough Emotional Eating community. I hope to see you soon.